This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. I was trying to think of, well, Catherine and I didn't watch any TV together last night because I tried to watch the Twins, but the Twins are really, really bad right now. They're playing Atlanta, one of the best teams in the league, or in all of baseball, I should say. But uh, so I, did, I didn't watch anything last night. Anything I should be? Well, last night I went to a Netflix event. Oh, the, I, I that's right. I went to Minnesota. What? Yes. So um, what what um, Netflix did is they're opening a pop up restaurant and it's called Netflix Bites, and it, they're using all of their celebrity chefs to create a menu, and. Um, from all of their different unscripted shows, their cooking shows. And they were all there last night, too, serving us. Like, Curtis Stone was our waiter, which was kind of amazing. Um, But one of your Minnesota local celebrity chefs was there, Ann Kim. And have you guys eaten at any of her restaurants? Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. So she was there serving pizza, and it was really delicious. And they have the whole thing, you know, decorated with all of the different uh, celebrity chef images. It's an outdoor garden. We had the mixologists. So they were from all their different shows from Iron Chef. Um, forget what um, what um, Ann Kim does. She does the pizza show, though. But what's the title of it? Um, but it was really, really fun. And they served us like a five-course meal last night. And every course had like two entrees and they would give you both. So it was, I ate my face off last night. Yum. Yeah. And Kim has um, Pizzeria Lola, Hello Pizza, Young Joni. And one I've never. Young Joni's a great restaurant. Oh, it's so (coughs) good. good. I just ate at Pizzeria Lola last weekend. But uh, Sookie and Mimi, I've never heard of that one. Um, She's on Chef's Table Pizza. So that's her Netflix show. Yeah, she's so talented. Whenever she opens up a place, it takes forever to get in. Now, I got to ask you a question. Are you upsetting the universe by eating those brick oven pizzas? My God, they pollute horribly now. I People believe they're going after pizza ovens now. Good God. I'm sorry, but pizza is like one of my favorite foods, and <laughs> I am going to. I went right up to it. Like, they were serving at your table. I walked right up to Anne, and I was like, I need a slice of pizza. I can't wait any longer. So I went right up to her pizza oven, and she gave me a hot slice. God, I love pizza. Yeah. There must be people who don't like pizza, but I don't think I've ever met one. No, their stats doesn't exist, because you can do it (laughs) any way you want. Well, that's true. My niece hates pizza. Who does? Your niece does? My niece. Yeah, and I don't get it. I don't want to attack a child on this show, but... But you might have to. All right, that case. (laughs) (laughs) She's 24, pregnant, married, all good. She is an idiot. (laughs) I exactly. want pizza now. Can we get pizza? I don't get her. I don't get her. <laughs> Can you get pizza at quarter after eight in the morning? Oh, I would. I, I ate would pizza for destroy. breakfast yesterday. We talked about it yesterday yeah, on the we show. Did. And then I went to my fridge and I'm like, I'm going to eat pizza for breakfast. I we want pizza it, right I'm now. Do it. Where's the, my pizza? <laughs> Where is like my pizza? Where's my I pizza? wish I had taken home a doggy bag of Ann Kim's pizza last night. You didn't get to do leftovers? I, you know, I was so full when I left. We had so much food. They, they, Roasted a whole hog. Stop. And then served it. It was delicious. One thing you need to know about me is I will always bring that bag home. I will. That is a must for me. Leftovers are like why I leave the house. I just couldn't think about food last night. They had fed us so much food. It was like, it was delicious though. It was amazing. 
Blasphemy? Yes. You, I like it. And you should all have Curtis Stone as your waiter because he is adorable. What about Ann Kim? Should I get Ann Kim? Yes. You should get Ann Kim because she'll give you all the pizza you want. Oh, I love pizza. She was kind of, a, a, she wasn't serving anyone last night. Um, other By, by her, her pizza oven she was, but she couldn't go to the tables as much because she had to make sure that the pizzas were at the right temperature. Love it. And the perfect, like the, the little bubbly crust. Oh, gosh, it was good. All right, young lady, you just burned through another 45 minutes. It just, that, that 45 minutes disappears every morning now. Doing my best to kill some time for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll talk See to you tomorrow. tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, take a break. Do you want me to put that uh, spot in here or the next one? Yeah, let's do it here. Yep. We shall do it here. I got to make sure it's the right one. Uh, yes, I do have the right one. I'm, I'm very, very happy about this, as a matter of fact. I've been telling you for a couple of months now how happy I am that uh, with the MNFatLoss.com program. It really has been easy and effective. I've lost 27 pounds right at. It just really uh, hasn't been hard either. And I want to say that again. It really just has not been hard to do. I eat great food. I don't feel hungry. I have plenty of energy to get out and, you know, do whatever I want. Enjoy the fantastic spring weather, of course, into summer. We've been having... And I'm going into the summer looking and feeling great. So right now, mnfatloss.com is offering an exciting summer special, $200 off now through July 30th. But really, don't wait until the whole summer goes by to get this program started. Go to mnfatloss.com for details on this special offer. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds, yes, I said 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, just like I'm doing, save 200 bucks on the program. Yes, I did. I said $200 you can save on a program. Schedule your free consultation. Save 200 bucks. Go to mnfatloss.com. That is mnfatloss.com. Of course, results may vary. And always be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. Do you ever Google yourself? Are you happy with what you find? Or is it cringy? Are you a business owner or on your company's marketing team? How do you feel when you Google your own place? What do you see? A non-updated social media page you don't even remember making? Ads for your competitors? An old-school website with outdated information? Hubbard Interactive can help. They can do it all for your business. They're a Google Premier Partner, so they can use search engine optimization to get your click results higher. They can build a 21st century website for you that communicates all the right things all the best ways. They've got a photo and video department to make your business look sharp. Plus, social media, influencer marketing, podcasting, all the things that will make you a lot happier next time you Google yourself. Here's a Google search that you'll find rewarding. Hubbard Interactive. You can see all the marketing tools they've used on hundreds of successful businesses, including an extensive gallery of the great work they could help your venture with. HubbardInteractive.com. Building campaigns that connect. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his hmm, 
his guy Tom sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you will receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com, make sure you use the promo code Tom. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. And speaking of that, news brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. Mr. Chris Eggert joining us. What's happening, Pally? Well, good morning. Good morning, sir. You got. You sounded very serious there. Good morning. I am always serious. As a newsman, I never break character. I understand. Why would you ever be happy? No, there's no, really, I mean, that's no actually true. I am never happy, but I, yeah, I don't know given. if you can relate to that. Being never happy? <laughs> well, no, I, I can. I'm just ecstatic most of the time, as you know. It's just a thrill being alive. Uh, listen, there are some people, I, I just don't see things, uh, the glass is never really half full. I'm sorry, it's just, um, maybe it's doing this, biz, I don't know. Well, let me ask you a question about that, because I yeah. will tell you, as you know, I don't watch the national news because I can't stand the national news on any side. I do watch the local news. I watch Channel 5, and of course, when Frank Vassalero's on, I watch Frankie, too, because he's a dear friend. Mm-hmm. But I, having to go through that every day, we do it here, you know, just stuff that we print out. And But you guys do a lot of prep and all the rest of it. Does being around the news all the time weigh on you at, at certain times? I think it alters your perception of the yeah. world a little bit. Yeah. And so I do think that I, I don't think there's any way you can talk about, you know, relatively uh, bad things for the last 25 years and not, you know, five hours a day, every right. day. So I, right. I think that's got to 
I, I, I'm assuming that's got to have some kind of effect on your mindset, which is too bad. But I would think so. That's why we have people like Brittany around to brighten up the day. <laughs> yeah, that's what I call is brightening up the day. Absolutely. There's no Brightening question about Brittany, it. they call her. Brightening Brittany. There's no question. Listen, Christopher. Uh, for a long time. I, uh, I, I think I do brighten up the room. What do you think, Tom? He's been in a really crappy mood since I came back today. What? I can't hear you. What'd you say? <laughs> he said that I, <laughs> yesterday he went the full day without being interrupted or someone yelling in the mic. So. I know, it's unbelievable. It was so comfortable yesterday. Guess who's back? <laughs> she didn't do this, though. Guess who's back, Chris Eggert? I'm excitable. Yeah, you're excitable, all right. There's no question. Overmodulation. <laughs> Overmodulation, man. In any case, yeah, I was just thinking about that, as a matter of fact, this morning. Being a news person, uh, an anchor more than a reporter, because the reporter's in and out. Being the anchor, you're around a lot of news every day. It's got to take a toll on you, I would think. Well, I, again, like, I just think it sort of warps my perception of what, sure. you know. And that's why I tell people they should really kind of limit the amount of news that they watch every day. And I'm not, I know yeah. that sounds, I know that sounds like it's, uh, you know, not in the best interest of my industry, but I do feel like if you're sitting there in front of the TV and watching too much of it, Tom, I mean, you know that, like, I feel like it, it gives you a false sense of what's really going on in the world. Well, I'll be honest with you too. I went through that situation a few years ago when, you know, as I said, I grew up, my mother was an ardent Democrat. So I grew up in a very democratic household. And then, you know, as time went on, I didn't like one or two of the people involved. So I tried to be in a Republican and didn't like that any more than I liked being a Democrat. So it, it just it's been very difficult for me. I, I watched a lot of a lot of CNN and Fox for about a year or two trying to figure out where I was, you know, politically trying to figure out, am I left? Am I right? Am I just a centrist all the way? What am I? You'll never find that out by watching the national news. Local news you can, but the national news, both sides lie so much you can learn nothing. They never tell the truth on those shows. Whatever suits them, that's what they do. You know, I, I watched, I did watch a little more national news over the weekend and this week so far because of that thing that's going on with Russia and the revolt of the, so I, which actually it's this sounds kind of crazy but it's like it's it's cool that there's another story that they can cover that doesn't have anything to do with pop. That I mean would it doesn't be have nice. anything to do with domestic politics right. I mean, it kind of does but um it, what a weird state of the world when when like oh there's a fun distraction of this coup going on in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing that, the, 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 and maybe it's me, I'm just so jaded, that's a possibility, but the second that that uh, Wagner thing started and all the rest of it, I thought to myself immediately, well, how are they making money off of this deal? Because you know it's about money. It's not, I mean, if it's about power, that power is about money, correct? Well, I think, I mean, isn't it, didn't it kind of boil down to, uh, maybe this is unverified, um, but that that Wagner group was going to get, I think that the guy running it thought something was going to happen to them or the yeah. soldiers were going to get. So it, it probably did in some way come down to that, you know? It uh, probably does. I just, you know, we watch things going on in the world and all the rest of it. I got to ask you one question, boy, your pal down there in Miami, I think he's the, the mayor of Miami. He's running for president. Oh yeah. You know that guy? 
Did yeah. you see the interview he did on national TV last night? No, but I'm going to go oh, look at it. Oh, it's so embarrassing. The national anchor asks him, so what's your opinion on the Uyghurs? And he goes, the what? He said, the Uyghurs. The what? He goes, I'm talking to you about the Uyghurs. He said, what's a Uyghur? How do you not know? You're a politician and you don't know what a Uyghur is? Really? You ever? Uh, what, where, what, what, what was that on? I didn't. It was on. What network it was on? Uh, somebody ran it as a highlight, and I can't remember what network it was on. But I mean, if you're running for ne- for president of the United States, wouldn't you want to know who the Uyghurs are? Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. You'd think. I, whatever. I, I people. I guess I'm never surprised by anything anymore. How the hell do you not know that? I whatever. Good for you. Well, there have been any number of people who've run for the presidency that have gotten sort of um, feel like they have a pretty good handle on maybe domestic issues and for certain their own, you know, their own area where they live. But that when it gets into the foreign policy stuff, like a lot of people are really clueless when it comes to, you know, issues of the greater of the, you know, the whole world versus just their area. Yeah. You know, Brittany and I both know what the Uyghurs are, but just for the people at home who might not know, could you explain what the Uyghurs are? Just for the people at home. Brittany and I definitely know. know. Yeah, that's You mean kind of like kind of like you knew who Blinken was? You mean kind of like that, you two? You're pronouncing A. Blinken super Yes, A. Blinken, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) Mispronouncing his name. Uyghurs, ladies and gentlemen, would basically be the slaves uh, of Russia. That's a very basic description of who they are, um, but treated like dirt. Mm-hmm. They're they're pushed around constantly. They work for nothing. They're just very very poor people. They they have the wrong view apparently of what the world's really all about. Mm-hmm. So if you're a Uyghur, you ain't gonna like it too much. But uh, I, th- I think they're also uh, in in China too. Uh, the same. Oh, did I say Russia? It is China. Yeah. You're absolutely. Okay. I said Russia. Yeah. I, I got okay. I got carried away because. Of, Hammerhead went over to. I was talking to Blinken about China, and I should have stayed in China. <laughs> but yeah, it is China. You're absolutely right. See, I, even I get to go off the deep end once. Well, a I mean, again, like you're going to run for president, you got to have. Yeah. You yeah. should have everything locked and loaded where you can have a conversation with anybody about anything. Like, yeah. And if you can't, then you got to really. I mean, think of. Sarah Palin got in one one interview that she did pretty much derailed her entire career when Katy Perry or Katy Perry. Katy Perry. <laughs> what is wrong with we're you having guys a, today? We're having a big day today, aren't we? Oh Katy Perry. God. I don't know what the hell happened. You we like, all went off the deep end. You guys all have a stroke yesterday <laughs> when I was gone? Holy bucket. You should have just like rolled Katie, with Katy Perry. People probably wouldn't have known. Yeah. Like, that wow. actually would have been great, yeah. right? baby, you're uh, a firework. Katy Couric asked her what magazines she read or what newspapers she read, and she couldn't really answer it. And that, like, that pretty much... People took that one answer as her not being an informed person, and that yeah. you know that pretty much derailed her. But that'll happen. There was a guy who was the guy that was seen riding around a tank with a helmet on, ran for president about oh thirty, forty years ago, something like that. Remember that? It ruined his campaign because he was wearing this big old bulky helmet, and he just looked like a dork riding in a uh-huh. tank. 
Who was that? I'm God, you remember that? I can't remember his Michael name. Michael Dukakis. Michael oh, Dukakis. That's, That's exactly who, it who it was. I remember that exact exact photo. I had to look it up, but I was like, I know who you're talking it was about. Michael Dukakis. And, you know, um, my connection to that, when they ran that as a promo for his running for president, I did the voiceover. No. So I get to watch oh, myself. Really? Talking about what a genius this guy is. And he's like, hey, I'm going to the zoo. I mean, he looked like a complete imbecile. Ruined his career. He never never succeeded at anything ever again. It was weird. I forgot about that. Yes. Um, that shot. I'm looking at it right now. Here's un- <laughs> Do you still have Uncle Tommy's voice on the commercial? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Damn it. Some of those original commercials. I'm never getting rid of that, am I? And it's just more proof that here at the Tom Bernard Morning Show, we will say anything for money. So go ahead and get a hold of us, especially me. I will say that sure. you are amazing if you pay me enough. See, that's there, a perfect example. He was a way far left lefty, too, and I did his commercials for him. So that just shows you. I'm all over the board, brother. Yeah, baby. You know what I'm saying. But in any case, you should put that helmet on and do the, do the news tomorrow morning. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, I, listen, if it, if I'm not above some kind of stunt to get us better ratings. <laughs> I'm not above a stunt. I like that. That's good. I'm just kidding. I'm, no, I'm, I'm very much. Uh, so help me settle an argument today in the newsroom. Okay. Um, I need you guys to weigh in on that. Uh, we write the phrase, the Metro in our scripts all the time mm-hmm. um, as referring to the Twin Cities yeah. metropolitan area. Uh, I don't feel like people in real life refer to the Twin Cities as the metro. Never. Have you, you ever said heard, that, Tom? You've heard metro area. Yeah, but if you, you were telling that? somebody, you know, um, if somebody asked you from greater Minnesota, if somebody from Brainerd said, where are you from, Tom? And you'd, you'd no, say, say well, Minneapolis. I'm, yeah, I'm I would. The cities, or I, you or the say, cities, yeah. No, you you're right. I would metro, right? Nope, I would not. You're or absolutely would you? right. Brittany? No, of course not. And like today you're going all over the cities. You would never say, Brittany, I drove all over the metro today. Yeah. In fact, when you said the metro, I was almost thinking, are you going to refer to... Like the bus. The subway, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The, the bus. Yep. Yeah. I would never call it the Metro. That's okay. true. Well, you guys are my focus group because I, 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 I volleyed an email before I got on the air here about that and uh, about using it in our scripts. And uh, I'm afraid it will, you know, I, somebody's feathers will be ruffled because I, I was, I put this but, out into the universe. But, but I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. It, it is proper for the weatherman or weather woman to do that. Because if they say, hey, there's going to be a, a system moving through the metro, they don't want to say there's a system moving through Bloomington and then Richfield and then Minneapolis and then St. Paul. But why would they say moving through the Twin Cities? Well, sometimes they do say the Twin Cities, too. But they say Twin Cities, they say it's moving through the metro. Which, if you're delivering yeah, the weather, that works. That, I would think that would be a little bit different. And yeah. Particularly if you're like referencing a yep. map. or. Yep. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad we're all on the same page on that. Listen here, Metro Agair. I'm going to start pronouncing last name Agair now. Agair. Agair, excuse me. I have an update from the story about Herbeck climbing on um, Mount Rushmore that you brought up yesterday. Are you going to bring up the Metrodome? No. Oh, because I'll bring it up after you then. Okay. Um, So Herbeck told you about the story about getting, like, special access to get on top of Mount Rushmore. Yes. Yeah. And, And you guys asked if that was a thing. 
Um, well, I heard from somebody, Tom, who I would I would just refer to as probably one of the most well-known television personalities in South Dakota. Um, this guy's like a really he's been there forever. Mm-hmm. Big deal from the Twin Cities area originally because he listens to your podcast and he even referred to you as the cat man, which is awesome. Oh, my God. He's been around for a while. He's like, I used to listen to cat man. <laughs> oh, and, my uh, God. He told me that it doesn't go on as much anymore because it kind of got a little into a little bit of a political thing. And oh. so now the the whole taking somebody up there thing is pretty much doesn't happen anymore. That's what I understand. Yep. That's what. And then I asked him if he'd been up there and he just gave me a like winking emoji, which, you know, he's not going to say. I don't I'm not telling you. Uh, right. That had to be pretty cool, though. I would think it would be awesome. To stand on George Washington's noggin, that'd be pretty Give damn him a quick cool. haircut. Herbeck, he gets everything. Okay, you I want know. to know the Metrodome story? Absolutely, yes. Uh, somebody else told me this. I haven't talked to Kent about this yet, so I, but I know it's true. That the 4th of July, they used to get on top of the Metrodome. Uh, up on top of outside the building and watch the fireworks because when they shot them up in the air, they'd be right at your eye level when you're on top of the Metrodome. How cool oh is that? But can you imagine being up there with a guy who's like 6'5", weighs about 260? It's like, I hope there are no rips in this thing. Because right? I'm like getting a, I'm getting a nervous stomach <laughs> just thinking about that. Same. <laughs> Same. Oh you got to admit that'd be pretty damn cool, though, to watch the fireworks from up there. I'm For sure, but... What age did we start worrying about like those things because when I was in my 20s I never thought about things caving in or yeah, whatever yep. but when I was at the Taylor Swift concert all of a sudden the bleachers started moving a little bit during Ooh, a song yeah. and I, my first thought was oh my god we are going to be on the news oh my god the tank people are like I'm going to have an experience like them I was I actually got scared I had a moment of going Ugh, and then I go I don't remember fearing death in my 20s I still yeah, don't who cares? I think that's I, – I do get the, – like the older I get, the I don't want to leave the ground or think about leaving the ground. <laughs> yeah. Or, <laughs> Same. Uh, really? Honestly, because I couldn't care. Yeah. I, I know someday I'm going to croak. Who cares? Whatever. Well, it's not so much the dying thing. I don't know. It's the like – Yeah, how you go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how you go matters quite a bit to me. What do you mean? Like lowered into an acid pit? Like, I don't want to be in a pile of Swifties at U.S. Bank Stadium. That's yeah, not that's my true. ideal way to go. I understand that. Yeah, but it'd be like you're, you're, you were having so much fun from all the pictures you posted. Like, that's you true. lived your best life. Yeah. You got to just have a blast, and you're going out, and she's like, shake it up, shake it up. Boom. Oh, God. <laughs> Here it. we go. You're gone. You were singing Shake It Off when you went. I mean, I don't know. Please give Gogo all my plastic bracelets I was wearing as a remembrance of who I was as a person. I know that's your nightmare, but that is my dream, actually. There you go. <laughs> You're a pile of Swifties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Age-appropriate one. Absolutely, Clear yes. that up for everybody. Does she have a very young audience? No, we're all oh, over the board. I would say a oh, lot okay. of, like, right. 30-, 40-year-olds uh, brought their mm-hmm. kids, and obviously... Like, I'm indoctrinating my child. They indoctrinated theirs, so. You got to spin the room here. So is that your favorite com- uh, your favorite concert ever? Thus far, that's my favorite concert ever I've ever. been to. Okay. It's Rudy? close second for Beyonce. 
I didn't care. I asked you about a second. Be I quiet. Just, I just want to give a shout out. No, no, be quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, best concert of all time. Uh, it's a toss up between ACDC and Rush. Okay. One of the two. I understand that. Chris Eggert. Uh, God, this is a tough one. Uh, uh, probably uh, Motley Crue in the, in, out in Rapid City, South Dakota. Uh, this was in the mid 90s because we had like third row seats sure. so we Dang. were like there, which was pretty cool i've seen better bands and but that was just the being that close to stage is pretty cool how See, about you, you well that's one of the reasons i have two of them actually that they're in a, a flat-footed tie and the first one was because i was in the front row center about 30 feet from paul mccartney that's amazing. Mm. And watching Paul McCartney was amazing. That was at yeah. the, I think it was at the XL Energy Center. I think that's where it was. It was just him. It was just, well, yeah. Yeah. It, it like, was just him, not the Beatles. No, I know, but I just mean like it was uh, him performing the whole time because that's impressive. Oh, yeah, he was Command phenomenal. that area, yeah. And then Adele. Uh, yeah. Oh, really? Adele sits there with a drink in one hand, a cigarette in the other, and sings better than any living human. Mm-hmm. God, that woman can sing. Yeah. And that was at the XL, I think, and it was packed, man. But, yeah, really, really great time. Well, that Adele show, what happened was she was supposed to play first half. Oh, is that right? And they, Could you even imagine? And so she was sold out at first half for whatever first half holds, 800, 1,000 people, yeah, maybe something like that. Right. And all of a sudden, that first song, it wasn't Hello, I can't remember the first song, Rolling in the Deep, maybe? Yeah, that might be, yeah. That song blows up. Well, (laughs) guess who all of a sudden had a little bit of case of the sniffles and couldn't make it to First Ave and decided to cancel that show. And then she comes back to Minneapolis playing the XL Energy Center. was like, the promoters were like, listen, we're going to hold off on this because we want to strike while the iron is hot. And they made the right choice because she sold out the XL. But could you imagine if seeing her just sit on a bar stool with a guitar at First Ave? That would have been magical. I got to Oh, God, yes. Yeah. I got to see Ben Folds at Turf Club. And oh, that I love was the turf club. that was insane. Yeah. Does Tommy still own Turf Club? Uh, no, I first have uh, owns Turf Club. Oh, yeah. do they know? Because okay, yeah. when he used to God, I nice Irish boy. It was crazy being close that close to Ben Folds on the piano. It was beautiful. I could do it on because it's a podcast, but I won't. I'll, I'll honor our audience, but pretty much Adele at the XL. She again had a drink in her left hand, a cigarette in her right hand. And every other word was the F bomb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. People say she's, it's like a comedy show on she's top phenomenal. of it. She's like, phenomenal. Yeah. Almost like a variety show because she'll just schmoo- yep. schmooze with the audience. You get a, if you get a chance to go see Adele, do it because she is phenomenal. The, uh, the guy who wrote most of her two albums, 19 and 21, because she put those albums out at those ages, mm-hmm. the guy's name is Dan Wilson, which you might not know that name, but you know Semisonic. Yeah. yeah. He's yep. the lead oh. singer of ah. Semisonic, and he's from Minneapolis. Yep. And I had never yeah. met him before, but after Adele won all those Grammys for 21, I mean, she must have taken in 12 Grammys that night. He was Indie Dino one day, and I, I ran into him. And I walked up, I'm like, are you Dan Wilson? And he was like... Nah, not not Dan Wilson. I'm like, oh, you look just like the guy from Semisonic. He's like, ah, sorry, man, that's not me. I was like, well, anyways, this guy just he goes, I, he said, I don't know who that is. And I said, wow, this guy just won 12 Grammys like three <laughs> nights ago at the at the Grammy Awards with Adele. And he goes, yeah, sorry, man. So 25 minutes later, he comes walking out of the gym, comes out of the locker room, and he walks up to me and he gets in real tight. He goes. I'm real sorry, man. Everybody's been bothering me. I am Dan. Really nice to meet you. There you go. Oh, my God. 
that. He's like, I just want to make a scene. The follow up was sweet of him. Yeah, he's yeah, like, I just want to make a scene. I'm yeah. like, I get it. I totally get it. Great guy. That's uh, how life should be. Yeah. That was a good. Uh, by the way, Semisonic was a really good band. Phenomenal. Closing time? Closing oh, time's a great still, song. Still put it on the playlist. Absolutely. Yeah. Dan, get off your ass and call in. What's the number? Come on, Dan. <laughs> Uh, 952-600-2575. Yeah, Dan, get off your ass. You call and go, no, it's not me, and then just hang up. <laughs> That'll be good. That'll be a good thing. All right, we got one closing story, Pally. Yeah, sure. Uh, Southwest Light Rail is going to unveil. Uh, they did a, The state did an audit on it to find out what's going on. Oh, my God. Things haven't really been going all that well. No. And the uh, audit is going to come out later today, so we should get a little better sense of what's been going on there. Uh, so uh, let me throw a couple things at you here. It was supposed to be done by 2018. Oh, Jesus. 2018. Five years ago. God. It, 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 just to remind everybody, it's 2023 now. <laughs> yes. Uh, it was supposed to cost a, uh, one and a quarter billion dollars. Oh, five trillion. <laughs> uh, now they're saying uh, it won't be done until at least 2027. Oh, God. At a cost of at least... Uh, two and three quarters of a billion dollars. Mm, and I had heard it might get up to five billion. How? I don't even know where. Uh, I guess we'll get a better sense today as to uh, where things stand on that. But geez, what yeah. a disaster! We're Minnesota, it, not not California. Yeah, California does this crap. Not yep. Minnesota. I know. I know. It's it, it's it's crazy. Like think of how quickly they put up U.S. Bank Stadium. I know. Um, you know, like that whole thing seemed to happen in a. In a matter of minutes. What of a question? Are they ever yeah. going to finish the outside of it? <laughs> That's a good that question. Is the ugliest building I have ever. Inside, it's gorgeous. It just feels, yeah, it feels like very like the bad guys in Star Wars. <laughs> it does. Yeah. That's like, exactly Death, right. Death Star. Or some kind <laughs> yeah. Of thing. yeah. Well, no. all, all the panels fell off the side of it that one year. Chris yeah. Birds were smacking into all. They the, were. Yeah. Yep. And it was like yep. we spent billions of dollars on this thing. You guys can't drop a couple of zip screws in there. Keep them panels. up? It's called transitional roofing. Oh, mm. that's what it is. Transitional. Or siding. Siding, absolutely. All right, Mr. Eggert, I will talk to you tomorrow. See you guys later. Have a good rest of your day. Ladies and gentlemen, Channel 5's Eyewitness News, Chris Eggert. News brought to you by Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Call Josh for your free 48-minute financial evaluation. As a matter of fact, uh, Josh Arnold's going to be on the podcast, I think, uh, the family podcast, either today or tomorrow. Cool. It's one of those days. Ran on the first time 40 years ago. Isn't that amazing? It must be today. Is it today? I bet it's today. Cause tomorrow. Oh, that's right. So it is today. It's got to be today. Oh, that'll work. Works for me. We, I know, have to take a break. We'll be right back in a couple seconds. Uh, Harry Lennox, The Blacklist, currently airing its 10th and final season. Oh, they're going to wrap that up? Final season? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I feel like that's always... Maybe they'll spin off to something. I have a great James Spader story to tell Harry mm. Lennox. James Spader said something on the KQ Morning Show once. I laughed for about a month. Really? Yeah, that'll be fun to hear his response. It'll be great. Harry Lennox from The Blacklist will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. When you need someone to listen a lawyer you know and trust. If you've never been in an auto accident, it's hard to know what to expect from the insurance adjuster. 
Here are some tips. One, if they talk to you about whether or not you should hire a lawyer, it's a good sign that you probably should. Two, it's illegal for them to give you any legal advice. They aren't lawyers and they aren't licensed to practice law. Three, if they tell you that everyone involved in the accident is at fault, they're wrong. This comes from the belief that you're at fault for just being on the road. That's nonsense and not supported by any law. Finally, remember that friendly adjusters are often just gaining information. They want you to do most of the talking so they can file their report. I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. I hope you're never injured in a collision. But if you are, don't sign anything until you've talked to us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw Bryant. The new Tom Bernard Morning Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. I've been telling you for a couple of months now how happy I am with the MNFatLoss.com program. really has been easy and effective. I've lost 27 pounds. It just really hadn't been that hard either. I eat great food. I don't feel hungry. I have plenty of energy and enjoy this fantastic spring weather we're having. And I'm going into summer looking and feeling great. Right now, MNFatLoss.com is offering an exciting summer special, $200 off now through July 30th. But really, don't wait until the whole summer goes by to get this program started. Go to MNFatLoss.com for details on this special offer. If you want to find out the secret to losing 20 to 30 pounds in just eight weeks, just like I'm doing, and save $200 on the program, schedule your free consultation, save $200, go to mnfatloss.com. That's mnfatloss.com. Of course, results may vary, and always be sure to tell the team at mnfatloss.com that Tom Bernard sent you. Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep, the Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at TomBernardShow.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to TomBernardShow.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. TomBernardShow.com, keyword passport. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Well, looks like we're going to have to start using the porta potty thing that Alex brought in. Oh, no. No, no, we're good. <laughs> Pee in this little pot over here. <laughs> it all worked. Well, we just got back, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. I was just Good. I'm going to delay it even more next, <laughs> next time. Fine. I'll, yeah, we were just... You and I are on the same pee schedule. We are. There's no question about it. You said Harry's ready to go? Mm-hmm. Harry Lennox, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing, Harry? You damn right, Tom. <laughs> He's like, I will not be on this show if the... We're talking about peeing. I'm not going on that show, and that's all there is to it. Oh, sorry, Harry. Tom, are, are you there? I'm hey, here, Harry. How are you, sir? Okay. I'm doing well. I, I, I had it on mute. I was uh, laughing when you guys were talking about the body training. Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm only, like, you know, 71 years old, so I, one of these days I'm going to learn how to, like, aim properly and all that great stuff. <laughs> Harry, great having you on. Harry Lennox, ladies and gentlemen, The Blacklist currently airing its 10th and final. Why are you doing a final season, Harry? What the hell's that all about? Well, it wasn't my idea, Tom. Uh, I, I was uh, <laughs> geared up to go for 11, 12, uh, you know, 12, 13, who knew? 
Well, I'm t- you'll you'll land another. But is there something you want to do? Okay, this come to an end. Is there something you'd like to do next? Well, I'd like to uh, do more directing, I think, and, and producing. Oh, there you go. Something that I've, you know, it's a, it's a great kind of way to transition into a, a second half of a career or a second career entirely. But yeah. I never want to hang up my spurs and you know all together. But I do want to do more. No things on the other side of the camera yeah i can understand that. harry because you've got such a great sense of humor do you mind if i tell you a quick james spader story please i can't wait i think you will like this harry you're talking to harry lennox the blacklist again uh, final airs on thursday 7 13 july 13th uh many many years ago i used to do another uh, talk a talk show uh in this market i did it for 37 years something like that and <laughs> james used to come on the show all the time he'd pop on doing this that or the other thing and we had a young woman on the show. This is several years ago. But James, I, I've always liked James' attitude. James Bader, hell of an actor, just got a great attitude. Because uh, he's so forward about everything. Wouldn't you agree, Harry? Yes, he's uh, one of the, the most talented actors I know. He's a fascinating man. He's, uh, yes, yeah, so all, of, all of what you say. He is a straight shooter, uh, very smart, all of things you need them to be. I will never forget this, Harry Lennox, because we had James Spader on the show, and why the young woman who had just joined the show asked him this question, I will never understand. Uh, She said, James, let me ask you a question. Um, And please be honest about this, because uh, I need to know, uh, James, have you ever had an affair with one of your uh, (laughs) co-hosts? And there's a long pause, and Harry, James Spader said, and I quote, well... That'd be none of your goddamn business. <laughs> That's so funny. I will never forget that as long as I live. <laughs> that, that's pre- that's pretty good. It has, and they had a benefit of being true. <laughs> yes, and it had the benefit of being true. That's exactly right. That's right, I, uh, Harry. I'm sorry to hear that the, the final season's coming up, the tenth and final season. It's a hell of a show. Very, very well done. Thank you. Thank you. We have uh, had, you know, I think some of the best writers in the history of TV that have worked on this show. And, and you know, I think they told a satisfying story. Uh, Ten years is a, is a nice round number to end on. Uh, but, you know, as we pointed out earlier, I'd have been happy to do more. But you always want to leave them wanting more. And uh, I, I think we've done that. But uh, thank you to the fans. Thank you to the, to the people who have stuck with us all these years. It's been, uh, to your point, a hell of a ride. No, I, I just and I, it's just such a great thing being on this show uh, over the years, and uh, you know other shows I've done to, to celebrate these kinds of things. Because I'm a big Blacklist uh, fan, always have been. Uh, I enjoy your work quite quite a bit. You know, I got to be honest with you. If they ever do hire somebody to play Barack Obama, you're going to have to take that role. You know that, right? You know, for for the uh, right price, uh, I would play uh, <laughs> Michelle Obama too. <laughs> You'll play them both, <laughs> Harry. You got to come to town. You got to you got to come to town and sit in the studio with us. We'd have a ball. There's no. We would. I love he's for the right place. I'll play Michelle and Barack Obama. I don't care. That at works. The same time. Right? Yes, at the... <laughs> you got the dual personality going. All the rest of it. Uh, for people who maybe and I can't believe there's somebody out there who hasn't seen the show. But going all the way back to the beginning, what, what was the blacklist founded on? Well, you know, I, I remember very, very early on, and then we were, we were sort of told not to say it anymore, but for a little while there, there was the, 
there was a show on that was about um, Hannibal Lecter. I think it was called Hannibal. But yeah. anyway, both yep. shows, we both claimed that we were kind of based on the relationship between Whitey Bulger and the FBI. Of course, everybody saw, or a lot of people saw, Black Mass with, with the great Johnny Depp. And, sure. And uh, where he played the guy, you know, Whitey Bulger. But that was the sort of premise. And then one of uh, the executive producers, I think John Fox, came up with the idea of the concierge of crime. And he gave that idea to, to John Bokenkamp, who created the show and, you know, wrote the pilot. And he came up with Red Reddington, which I think has become, you know, and I, well, it's not, I think, is one of the most iconic characters in the history of TV. So mm-hmm. it started with that basic idea of a, of a relationship between cops and robbers. I love the shows. I, I love this show. I love cops and robber shows. I, I don't know what it is about it, but I've I've always enjoyed those. Now, where did where did you grow up, Harry? Well, not too far from you. I'm from uh, Chicago, Illinois. So, oh, I uh, love we, Chicago. We have, uh, yeah, we have the Great Lakes in common, and uh, I love Minneapolis. Is it Minneapolis you are in, or Minneapolis? St. Paul, or well, we are right on the border of Minneapolis and St. Paul, as a matter of fact. We were just up there for a wedding, my wife and I, at a uh, at a conservancy conservatory. Uh, what do you call those places where they keep the flowers? Uh, yep. Uh, but it was really quite nice, and uh, I always love that part of the country. God, I just checked. I didn't get a phone call from when you were in, in town. I just checked my <laughs> messages, and you know. No, it is. It this is before a great... I knew you, Todd. This is before I knew you, man. That's exactly right. But I will tell you, honest to God. And I, I won't go on, but I spent a lot of time. I, I worked with A Plus, the, uh, the the voiceover agency in Chicago, for many, many years. Oh. And I love Chicago. It's one of my favorite places on earth. That's great. I remember A Plus. Very cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I, it was wonderful. She was quite the. What I loved about her so much is that she was a couple years older than me, but she thought she was my mother, <laughs> which I thought was pretty good. You know? <laughs> But yeah, I, yeah. I okay. So uh, you, you go, you go Cubs or you go White Sox? Well, um... <laughs> uh oh, never mind, Harry. I won't ask you that again. <laughs> you know, I have to say, I was watching the Sox play uh, the Angels yesterday. You know, Otani was on the mound, and I, and I have to say, I was kind of pulling for Otani. So I'm a Cub fan. <laughs> I understand. One of the greatest baseball stadiums, Wrigley Field, is one of the greatest places on earth. There's no doubt about that. No question. So, Harry, you got to come to town. We'll uh, we'll have to have you in studio. You're a ball to talk to. I'm, and I got to be honest with you, magnificent show. I've enjoyed that show for the whole ten seasons. I'm sorry to see it go because it is a very very well done show, and it has classy people like Harry Lennox in it. So that's a good thing, man. Well, thank you very much. It's been. Uh... Let's say we're glad you're one of our fans. We had the best ones in the world, and uh, and I and I hope that we um, keep them watching until the very last uh, episode, which is very soon, coming up in a couple of weeks. So yeah, July thirteenth. Okay, so I'm going to sit around yeah. and wait and wait to uh, see what what happens next, Harry, and then whatever happens next, please come back on and promote that. I'd love to do it. Thank you, sir. I'm your guy. <laughs> I'm your guy, Harry. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I love guests like him. I just the guy rolled with it. He had a good time, had a few laughs, and then you know Tevin came in and ruined it. Yeah, he seemed to get off right as I, <laughs> so I apologize for that. Well, because well, we hit our quota of black dudes on the show. <laughs> yeah, like, that was enough. One black man at a time, please. Right, they make me wait outside till he's off the air, <laughs> and then I get to come in.
This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts.